After constantly being bombarded with emails, phone calls, and text messages on a daily basis asking, what would you do? Sometimes it's an, oh crap, I made a mistake, help me. And sometimes it's just a question about the latest technology and do we feel it's worth the investment? We want to help answer all of these questions. So welcome to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. We'll be interviewing experts in the industry to help answer the questions that you desire to know the answers to. And now, it's time for What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hello and welcome to What Would Larry Do? I am Dr. Ann and I am here with Larry Helwig and we have another fun topic for you today. We're going to be talking about the Batwing Dilemma. And uh, <laughs> I have to laugh about that now because uh, Larry informed me of some interesting facts this afternoon. But, you know, Larry, let's talk about what do I mean by the Batwing Dilemma? Well, in our industry, we go out to offices and we do body consultations and things like that and teach them how to do it. And just about every woman, you know, at a certain age will say, well, I hate my bat wings and I can't stand this. And they're, they're referring to the tricep area uh, of their upper arm and that it just kind of hangs or it's loose. Maybe it's loose. Maybe it's too much fat or it, in volume. It flaps every time they try to wave their hand. Yeah, you start waving <laughs> your hand and it just continues to wave uh, well <laughs> after you're done. So th that's... That's the bat wing as I have understood it. And being a hundred and some years old, I thought I had heard everything. And so I decided to look it up. And if you Google bat wings, <laughs> it's going to give you a whole lot of stuff I didn't know about. And it, it started out, uh, bat wings are really when the scrotum sticks to the skin of the <laughs> legs. And you can have one or both. You know, both <laughs> legs. And so then, you know, with the penis and the scrotum separated like that, you can kind of visualize uh, bat wings. <laughs> that would be the two wings, of course. And oh, my goodness. I, I had no idea. So I thought it was very good for me to look that up and Google that and find out what that was. But I had, uh, I was surprised by that. Yeah, being a female, I definitely had no idea that existed. Yeah, <laughs> or that's right. what the term was for. But if you think about it, when, when we're, 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 sometimes we talk about specific anatomy and what's going on with that anatomy and what happens. And, you know, going back, you've, if you've followed any of our podcasts, we talk about the process of aging. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're going to lose collagen, you lose elastin. It dis it basically, it's disintegrating, you know, from somewhere between age 25 and 30 on up that whole thing changes, okay? And so the arm, the upper arm, really uh, takes a beating and, and uh, for, for many reasons. But when you start losing collagen and elastin in that area, or maybe you uh, lose weight, Maybe you're, mm -hmm. you've gained weight or you had some children and you gained weight and maybe you kept it on or maybe even added weight to it and, and now you have volume there. 
you lose a little weight, now you have maybe some volume, but you have more loose skin. You lose a lot of weight, now you have a lot of loose skin. So it's just, it's real simple, it's a cycle, but that is what happens. And so the idea is whether it's volume and you want to get rid of the volume, or it's uh, laxity and you'd like to tighten it up, it is, either way, it's a problem and patients hate it. Well, and I always teach my patients it's actually a trifold problem. So there is usually some excess fat. There is always skin laxity if they're over 35, period. And a lot of times there is flabby tricep muscle, meaning they're not doing enough arm exercises to strengthen that muscle. So I feel like the bat wing always has three factors going against it. So... Let's talk about what have been some of the common treatments for this. And let's talk about the surgical option for this. So if a lady comes in and really has this flabby upper arm in the tricep area, Larry, and she wants surgery, what is her option? Well, it's a, it's a procedure called a brachial pla- uh, plasty. Mm-hmm. And it is where they literally um, cut you from your underarm, the armpit, the axilla, all the way to your elbow. And they will bring that tissue together, cut the excess tissue off, suture it up. And unfortunately, and I'm not saying this is a general rule, but many times it's a pretty large scar. Mm -hmm. And we've had patients who have had that procedure done who um had the procedure because they could not wear short sleeve shirts without being embarrassed. Yes. You know, uh, they didn't want anyone to see their upper arm, so they were always wearing something more long sleeve. Well, they would comment that the scar was so bad that it was worse for them afterwards than it was before and that they were trying to hide their upper arm. Now, you know, we treat scars, all kinds of scars all the time, but I I think there are people out there who do, you know, different surgeons do it differently, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not just uh, an absolute that if you have a uh, brachioplasty procedure that it's going to come out looking like that. I don't believe that that's the case. But I think it is something that if you are going to have it done, you would want to ask the questions for sure. Well, and not only that, it's not always the surgeon's fault with the way the scar heals. It can be the person's individual nature of how they heal with surgical wounds. So sometimes just their tender skin or the fact that they pigment or the fact that they get, you know, a hypertrophic scar, it has to do with them and not just their surgeon. But either way, you literally have a scar from your elbow to your armpit that you have to hide. Sometimes it's on the back of the arm. Sometimes it's on the inside of the arm, depending on where they're trying to avoid the ulnar nerve. But either way, you have a three-quarter scar up your arm, meaning now you're stuck in three-quarter sleeves. So you're not even going to be in sleeveless. And anytime my patients come in and they want to address this upper arm area, I always tell them, you know, the difference between surgical and non-surgical is this. If you go surgical, you may get 100% tightness, but you're going to have a huge scar to hide. If you go non-surgical, it may not be 100% correction, but you're going to have no scar, no mark, nothing to hide. You're just going to have beautiful looking skin. You're more likely to end up in a tank top or a sleeveless dress because there will be no scar. And of course, in what I call um, 
There's certain cases where if it's morbidly obese patients that have lost a significant amount of weight, they are still going to have to have surgery because there's no way we can address that that amount of skin laxity with um, non-surgical. But I would say that 99% of the patients that come into our office, is it, it's not this case. It's your average woman, like myself, who doesn't like her arm underneath there, who is doing some exercises but needs a little bit of help. So, Larry, let's talk about what some of these non-surgical options are. So, what do you want to talk about first, fat or skin laxity? Well... Because we're going to do muscle last, just so you know. So you can choose fat or skin laxity first for some of your non-surgical options. Let's start with fat. All right. And the first thing we know is if we reduce the volume of fat, what is going to happen? Laxity. More laxity. So if you have laxity to begin with, so if you take your arm and put it at a right angle, so put your arm straight out, and then bend your your hand up so it's at a 90-degree angle, and then just look at that Give it tricep. a little shake. Yeah, give it give a, little a little shake. shake. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, maybe even grab, take your other hand and grab it and pull down on it and see what you've got. I mean, is is there fat or is there laxity or is there both? And, how you know, which, which is greater? So if you have more laxity then fat, then you need to focus on laxity first. Otherwise, you're going to get too far behind the eight ball and you're not going to be able to tighten it up. 100%. So, yeah, start start with the laxity. So that, that's really it. I was going to start off with far, as far as talking about fat, though. You've got a lot of different ways to kill fat. Mm-hmm. You can, and, and even surgical or semi-surgical with liposuction yep. and take that out. Which I so, don't include that as part of the brachioplasty, but yep. yep, I've got liposuction on there as one yep. option, right? Yeah. And of course, there's all kinds of radio frequency devices mm-hmm. out there that if you heat up tissue like fat for a long enough period of time at the appropriate temperature, you kill fat. Yes. It's that simple. It's temperature times time. That's been mm-hmm. the paradigm for uh, volume reduction and skin tightening for a long time now. So it's, there's, no, there's no rocket science with this. If I get your tissue to a particular temperature and I maintain that for a particular amount of time, I'm going to kill the fat mm-hmm. because I'm using a desi- device that puts the energy into the fat. Yes. And so, you know, it's real simple. You know, the physics, the everything is just laid out beautifully, and that's what happens. Now, which device? You have lots of different radio frequency devices, mm-hmm. and w- one of the new ones is one we actually talked about on our last podcast with acne, and it's called Agnes. Yes. That is a radio frequency device, but it uses needles where you put the needle into the fat, and you literally hear the fat sizzle. Yes. So you are melting the fat. You are literally killing the fat, and you can feel it with your fingers. Like so you, crackling bacon. Yeah, like crackling bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I do these treatments all the time, so that's why I, that's what I associate it with is the crackle of bacon. So the advantage to that particular method is you see it, you feel it, you hear it. I mean, you feel it with your fingers. You're feeling the fat (laughs) literally disappear between your fingers. Mm -hmm. You're hearing the sound of it. And, of course, when you're looking at this, you're seeing that volume, the volume is going away. Mm -hmm. Now, 
you know, that's one method. It's a very good method that can be used for bra fat, mm-hmm. anterior, posterior bra fat. It could be used for knee fat, even thigh gap, where we're trying to get that triangle between the legs. It's a, we call it thigh gap. What a great way to do it. So in other words, you know, whether you're doing face and neck, like uh, submental fat and things like that, and you're trying to get jawline definition, or you're on the body. The same device works. The technology mm-hmm. works. So killing fat. So that's radio frequency with needles. We and, also use and, regular radio frequency. Yes, yes. And so you, you have different methods like that that you can use. And I would say probably nowadays out of everything those are the more common mm-hmm. but for tightening it changes well and there's a couple others that are commonly used too so there's also cryolipolysis yes which everybody knows is the freezing of fat so that's one that's commonly used out there to destroy that and then there's also diode lasers that can be used to heat up and destroy fat so there's multiple different ways out there to destroy it with what I call energy-based technology. So whether we're using a radio frequency or a laser or a cryolipolysis of cold, there's different ways to deal with the fat. Um, the one other way that Larry was, he gets so excited about skin tightening, he's just running on a tangent. There's also what's known as mesotherapy. So there are people that will inject different substances that are designed to destroy fat either by brand name or by what we've been commonly using from compounding pharmacies for mesotherapy. And this consists of a series of injections in the area, and the chemical itself will dissolve the fat and break it down. So that's another common way that people have been treating fat in areas where maybe it's a smaller amount, so they don't quite need liposuction, but they want to spot treat it with something. And that leads us to the skin tightening, Larry. (laughs) All right, then. There's your cue. (laughs) Skin tightening. So now that we've gotten rid of this fat and we're going to have this flappy sack hanging, what are we going to do with it? Let's tighten that stuff up. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, again, it is temperature times time almost Mm -hmm. with a lot of devices. And so if we're working your upper arm and we can do some kind of circles or back and forth, but Mm -hmm. some kind of motion where we can get that tissue to a temperature in which you're, you're still fine. You know, you're not jumping off the table or anything like that and heat it up mm-hmm. and maintain that for, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. The longer, the better because it is temperature times time. So you just keep, you know, everyone wants to know well, what protocol are you using? The under what would Larry do and all the emails and phone calls. <laughs> so Larry, I, this is a patient. What would you do? It's just, it's just. Yeah, you're going to get that area to a particular temperature and then maintain it. And the longer you maintain it, the greater the effect. You That's, need to call it the triple T. Yeah. Temperature that, times time. Yeah, it, it 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 really it really is. It's that it's that simple. So that's that's one of the things that you can certainly do. Well, and that's why I like using radio frequency for arms because we can go after the fat and we can do this skin tightening all at once with this whole temperature times time and just putting the settings where we hit different levels within the tissue and you can do both things at the same time. That's right. And, and what you have to do is, we've talked about what tools you have in your toolbox. Mm-hmm. So some offices have lots and lots of tools. 
And so they can pick and choose. They can be very specific. So this patient's with this issue, I think this tool would be the appropriate. But for another patient, I'm going to use this tool. If you only have one tool, then, you know, that's what you've got, right? So I I think that is going to make a difference. But a lot of things are going to work because what we're doing is we're creating an injury in the dermis. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So is it a thermal injury? Is it a mechanical injury? Is it a chemical injury? What kind of injury are you creating? So if we're using a device like radiofrequency, it's a thermal injury. If we're using a device like fractionated laser, we're putting heat, we're putting holes into the tissue with heat. That is a thermal injury. Yeah. If you're doing microneedling, you're putting holes in tissue, but there's no heat. That's yep. a mechanical injury, right? Yep. So if you're doing... And, and when you're doing microneedling with radiofrequency... You're back to thermal and mechanical. Yep. You, create, you created a hole in the tissue, many holes, which is fabulous because holes are replaced with new tissue. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do it with RF, what typically happens is those holes close fairly fast um, over a few hours. But, but the idea is anytime you place a hole in tissue, it just seems like the texture gets better, the skin gets smoother, and then what, what happens when you add heat to it? Well, you get shrinkage. And what I want you to do, I want you to think about you have a thick rope that's, you know, a twisted rope, and you've got a, uh, it's cut to one foot length, okay? So you have one, one foot of, of rope. And over time, what happens to that rope? Well, maybe it gets rained on. Maybe, you know, this happens, the weather, whatever. Over a period of a few years, all of a sudden that rope starts to unravel. And as it unravels more and more and more, it becomes longer and kind of stringy as opposed to a nice thick rope. And so when you're doing these treatments, what it's doing is it's bringing that rope back in. It's tightening all that up. So it's pulling all that loose collagen and everything that's become sort of frayed and loose and uh, unraveled and disorganized. It's redoing that. And so there's something called collagen reformation and neocollagenesis. Mm-hmm. So collagen reformation, we're reforming the collagen you already have but has kind of gone to hell. It's just, the, it's the pits. And neocollagenesis, we're creating new collagen because we have fibroblasts. And every time we do this, you get a proliferation of fibroblasts, which is the precursor to collagen. That's where the collagen is made. And so all of this fits together. It works to shrink that rope back up to what it was when it was brand new And that's the goal. And as you do that, you start to get tightening with it. Mm -hmm. And so the overall remodeling, and it's collagen remodeling, it's all of that starts to take place. And it's slow. It's not a quick process. And if you're 70, it's going to take longer than if you're 30. But it is a process. And it does work at every single age. Because no matter what age you are, if you get a cut, it will heal. That's collagen. And so just understanding that process, that is the process, and you heal faster when you're younger, so you will get your results faster. 
But even if you're older, you can still get results, and it is something that works 100%. Yeah, I agree. And that's, you know, the, that's one of the beautiful parts about this non-invasive world is there are all these different technologies out there. And the, the fact of the matter is some people are going to respond better to some technologies and other people are going to respond better to other technologies. And the good thing is, is we have a bunch of stuff to go on. And what we always try to do with our patients is come in and analyze them and figure out what's the best protocol for them. And I always like to describe our energy-based devices is building that cake. We have to rebuild that foundation of the house, you know, so whether I'm using our radio frequency Exilis to skin tighten the arms or our microneedling Scarlet with RF to skin tighten the arms, I'm going to do one of them. But when I'm doing skin tightening on the arms, and if I want to fully treat a bat wing, we're going to do something to treat that fat. We're going to do something to skin tighten. And one of the parts I always like to top off with on my skin tightening are some PDO threads. So it's not part of the energy-based devices, but many people have heard out there of what we call as thread lifts, and we still need to do a podcast on that. But this is where we are using the polydioxinone sutures or dissolvable sutures. We insert them in the skin, and as they break down, they stimulate collagen production. And I like to use these in a mesh pattern along the arm, almost creating like a web, you know, or a, um, a mesh, like you'd think a surgical mesh that's going in and stimulating that collagen all along the bottom of that arm. So whether I do my Exilis on you or my Scarlet on you first, I'm going to top off with threads to create this nice, tight, firm arm as far as laxity is concerned. And that's one of the best, you know, parts out there is we can kind of custom tailor everybody's program to them to get them the best results possible. I have about 500 threads running throughout <laughs> my body. I'm very proud of them. It yeah. keeps me upright. Keeps everything nice and firm, huh? <laughs> well, whatever method you use, mm -hmm. and I think combination therapy is the key. Yep. And uh, so you might use a device that's just radio frequency. You might use microneedling with radio frequency that we use as a scarlet. We love it. It's fabulous. And mm -hmm. you could use both devices. You could do microneedling and add growth factors to it. You know, again, you're, it's a mechanical injury and you're adding something to it. So that's like doubling or tripling your outcome. Yes. And so all of these different uh, technologies make a nice difference. If at the end of the day, let's say you do a series of treatments and there's still a little bit of laxity, whether it's the arms or it's the stomach or the butt or whatever, Threads are a beautiful way to top it off mm -hmm. because that is that is your icing on the cake for sure. You can get with that, you pull whatever's left nice and tight. You can add some more thickness to it. And there are other technologies that we're going to be talking about in the future that's added to filler, like for nasolabial folds and things like that, that give you a much bigger, better look in a shorter period of time. So there's a lot of new technologies out there, and we're going to be talking about many of them in the future podcasts. So we've talked about our fat, and we've talked about our skin laxity, but Larry, tell me a little bit about muscle. Well, we need it. I mean, <laughs> please, have some. That's right. So one thing that I do is when I'm doing my body consult, you know, I'm really pulling on your tissue. I want to see how loose that tissue is. 
And if that is lax and saggy, uh, you know, how much? Mm-hmm. If it, what if it's just a little bit? You have a little bit. You pull down on your arm, and when you pull nice and firm down there, you have a little bit of tissue there that can kind of run between your fingertips. Okay. What if you were to, oh, get maybe a quarter-inch bicep and a quarter-inch tricep? Uh, would you still have that laxity? Probably not. Yeah, all of a sudden, you have a nicely shaped arm. You have a bicep. You have a tricep. You don't have that loose skin anymore. That would be impressive. Now, how do you get that? Well, is it something you're willing to do on your own, or do you want us to do it for you? If you're willing to do it on your own, I suggest you stop at a, uh, a sporting goods store and pick up two five-pound dumbbells and put them in, next to the chair where you watch television. And on Monday night, you do curls. So just do curls during commercials. Every commercial, do curls. On Tuesday night, you're going to do your tricep. Wednesday night, bicep. Thursday night, tricep. So it's just, you're sitting there during a damn commercial anyway, just grab them, and during the commercial, just do what you can with five-pounders. These aren't going to give you big, bulging muscles, but they're going to give you some tone, they're going to give you some shape, and in 90 days, you can get a quarter-inch bicep, quarter-inch tricep. Mm-hmm. So it's just without killing yourself. So that's one method. Another method is a device that we have that's called the m it does 20,000 contractions in 20 minutes. On the arms. Yeah, you cannot physically do that. So we do your bicep, we do your tricep, all together, you're into it for 40 minutes. It's a 40-minute investment in time, and you will have done more than you probably would do in a year. And you just did that in 40 minutes, and the machine did it for you. And the contractions are more intense than you can do on your own. Way beyond what you can physically do yourself. And so there's always a way to help with loose skin. But one of the things you want is even if you pull skin tight and you have no shape, mm, you know, what if you have a little bicep and a little tricep and you have shapely upper arms? So, and again, we're saying you can do this yourself. And, you know, there's lots of ways of doing it. You don't have to do the thing, you know, in front of TV at night. You you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. there are ways of doing it. And that's up to you. That's your choice. You can go do it and make it happen for yourself. If you don't like that method, we have a device that will do it for you. And way more powerful than you can do yourself. So, and, and w- the benefit is you get stronger, so I travel, like tomorrow I'm heading for Washington, D.C. I am going to see a lot of pay people on the airplane that have a hard time lifting their luggage up to the storage area. They can't get it up there. They can't take it down. Somebody's got to help them. Well, as we get older, of course, we're weaker. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to be. You know, I mean, you can be as strong as you want to be, you know, just... Make the effort one way or the other. Either have the machine do it for you or you do it for yourself. But that's going to give you so much more mobility. It's going to give you so much more independence as we age. And wow, does that become a big deal with aging. Independence. Yeah. 
It really does. And, you know, that's why I really wanted to bring this up. The M-Sculpt for us has been revolutionary because before when I did my consults for the arms, I would always talk about the fat. I would always talk about the laxity. But I would tell my patients that they were absolutely required to do arm exercise a minimum of twice a week. And if they were not doing this, then they could not be part of the program because otherwise all I'm going to do is tighten skin around a flaccid tricep muscle, which still looks like a flappy bat wing. And if they're not doing anything on their part, then they can't be part of our program. And that's always what I discussed with them. And now I still have the same discussion. But I always say, if you really feel like you're not committed, then you need to do the M-Sculpt in our office. You need to include that as part of what you're paying for, and this will do it for you. But then that can help me to guarantee that you're actually going to get the outcome that you're looking for. Because in reality, what is the best approach for treating the arms? The combo of all three. You have to do the fat, you have to do the laxity, and you have to do the muscle. It it goes back to the common sense approach to aesthetics. Do you want to look a little bit better, or do you want to be the best version of yourself? Yes. And so we, 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 we play that hand every day. We're assuming if you come to us, you are wanting to look your absolute best. Why would we go halfway or maybe even two-thirds when by going a third more absolutely changes you dramatically? And so, you know, contouring, shaping is a big deal. And the reason it's a big deal is now you look great in that little black dress. Yeah. Now you look great in your pantsuit or whatever you're wearing. It gives you shape on, it's not just, oh, now my skin is tighter or now I have less fat. It's like less fat, tighter skin, and great shape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having that anywhere on the body is very, very doable with the technology that's available today. Yeah, I agree. And so what I always like to remind my patients who are out there listening is, you know, uh, figure out and find some place that has equipment, like where we are at a clear skin. Have your consult because the number one thing we have to do is analyze you. We have to analyze your skin type. We have to analyze any medical conditions you have. And then we have to decide what is actually the best non-invasive program for you. Because different technologies have different side effects or risks with them. And some are better for some people. And then others can be more fit for a different group of people. So what we always like to do is do each individual personal consultation to figure out, okay, we think this program is the best for you. Here's, you know, the side effects or risks, and here's what we think is going to work for you, which really in the non-invasive, the side effects and risks are very minimal. As far as what we use in our office with radio frequency, it's as long as you have a good technician, you don't have to worry about burns. With anything like poking holes and microneedling, it's up to the patient not to do anything that creates infection afterwards. But for the most part, there's really no downtime, no pain, no marks on the body. So as far as side effects, you know, if you're comparing surgical side effects to non-surgical, the, let, let's say the surgery goes very well. The side effect is you will still have a scar. Yes. Even if it goes well. If everything goes well, you're going to have a scar. And in that process, did you build muscle? Nope. I mean, uh, do you have a better bicep now and a better tricep from a strength? How about lifting your luggage on the airplane? Is, is that easier now? Mm-mm. You know, it's, it's really the package. It's putting it all together the right way, everything you do, doing it the right way. 
And so, and granted, and, and mention this, you know, there are situations where you absolutely need to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And we've seen those, and we will refer that patient for surgery right away. There's yeah. no issue about it. But if you do not need surgery, you, you know, I mean, if, if you're thinking surgery, but you don't really need surgery, and you want to have really nice upper arms, you can get really nice upper arms without surgery. So I think I think it's a combination of everything, putting it all together and doing it the right way. That's 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 the way you should do it. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up here for the day, Larry. And, you know, I always like to leave our listeners with uh, one last word of advice. So when it comes to the batwing dilemma, what would Larry do? Well, uh, I'm going to take the approach on this and talk about the high cost of mediocrity. (laughs) You know, why be mediocre when you can be great? You know, and a lot of times it comes from the high cost of complacency. We get complacent, don't we? Yes. You know, we get life is going on and, you know, things happen and life gets in the way and all that happens, right? And so what happens? What happens to us? We become complacent. And when you become complacent, you become average. You become mediocre, I mean, only a mediocre person is always at their best. I mean, that's pathetic. And so, you know, you need to think about that. Why let yourself get in that rut? And that's exactly what it is. You know, you you start holding on to it. And I'm complacent, I'm mediocre, it's all that kind of stuff. It doesn't take that much to change. And to change the attitude and change everything. And it's, that's the way we look at when we're treating your body or we're, we're, we're looking at your arms or we're looking at whatever. Let's not be complacent about this and just say, oh, well, it's just going to get better on its own or I'm just a little too busy to take care of myself. I mean, as you get older, you are going to appreciate the right things you've done for yourself during your life. The things that were not the right things, you're paying penalties for. And so if you can correct those issues and start with a whole new look and a whole new feeling for yourself, I'd say that's worth it. So let's, uh, let's, get, let's avoid that high cost of complacency and mediocrity. So that's it. That's it for me today. <laughs> Good. I like that one. Well, thank you all for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Would Larry Do? Featuring Dr. Ann. Hear it live each week here or anytime 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com.